Hi, I'm Mark McAllister. Welcome to Chat Tsunami. We're here for a very special month. It's Godzilla month. It's not Godzilla month, it's Digimon month. The other creature month. Pokemon? Yeah. Welcome to Pokemon month. In October of 2021, I discussed my experiences playing through my very first Nuzlocke run in Pokemon Leaf Green, and while I managed to barely survive the run, I felt a somewhat sense of pride that I'd managed to complete at least one, but a peculiar sensation arose within me afterwards, as I went on to play other Pokemon games casually. Despite it being a relatively emotionally taxing experience, I found that I couldn't return to playing them normally. Every time one of my members fainted, I would wince in disappointment, only to remember that I wasn't bound by the rules of a Nuzlocke. But after a few casual and somewhat uneventful attempts at other games, I eventually fell into my next target of Pokemon White. Ironically enough, this was a game that revitalised my interest in the series as I got older, so what could be better to do a Nuzlocke on? Little did I know how much it would impact my Pokemon experience, as well as the legacy it would leave behind. Without any further ado, let's discuss the time I fought to survive in Pokemon White. Right off the bat, I awoke in the town of Nuvema, ready to start my adventure. The rules were laid out before me in stone. I would be forced not only to nickname my Pokemon, but them fainting would also result in them being dead, and therefore no longer usable. I would also only be able to capture the first Pokemon that I found on every route. There was also a few clauses scattered in, such as the shiny and duplicate clause. This would mean that I would be able to catch certain Pokemon, either if they were a shiny, or if my first encounter was a Pokemon that I had already caught, but after all I had been through with my Pokemon Leaf Green run, I was a little more prepared. Once I met my frenemies Sharon and Bianca, I chose my starters carefully and settled on the Firepig T-Pig and renamed him to a fitting title, Excalibur. Together we set off on our journey, both of us ready to see the run to the bitter end. We would then catch our first Pokemon, a Lillipop named Elizabork. I have to say the first part of the run went rather well, catching a fairly balanced team along the way. Eventually I would catch the traditional bird Pokemon of the region, a Pidoff called Swiftwing, that would eventually evolve into its secondary form Tranquil. At this point in the run I was getting relatively cocky, blazing my way through trainer after trainer. It wouldn't be long until I made my way through the first gym and onto Necreen City. It was here that I met one of the more impactful members of the team, a time pole called Hoppy. Now if you haven't already guessed by the flippant name, I had never really used this line before and instead had been hoping for a fighting type. Alas, she joined the team and reluctantly I accepted and put her into the party. On hindsight, this is the beauty of Nuzlocke runs, as it forces you to use Pokemon that you would never even consider. But as the game went on, a newly evolved Hoppy and Excalibur became a somewhat fearsome duo, with one providing water and ground cover, while the other would get up close with its fire and fighting abilities. Unfortunately, as we blazed through the game, I became somewhat relaxed, convinced that this would be an easy run. Despite running from death in the game, it would eventually catch up with me. My memory of what happened to Swiftwing isn't clear, but all I know is that the poor Tranquil had made it to level 27 before being struck down. It's never easy losing your first Pokemon in a run, but with a newfound sense of resolve, we strived forward in 
hopes of completing the challenge. At least, that was until we got to Charge Stone Cave. The cave itself is packed with a collection of different types, including steel, electric and ground. With Hoppy's double typing of ground and water, she was the perfect choice to take on the cave, and things would have indeed gone well, if not for an ace trainer called Jared, who awaited me with a fossil Pokemon called Arkin, a flying rock type. To be honest, I was fairly confident I could take him out, readying myself to throw out what was now a Palpitoad. Initially I thought hitting it with water moves would be more than enough, but I had severely underestimated the power of the Pokemon before me. Beforehand, Poppy had been in some bad battles, being reduced to 1 HP in some instances, so when I saw the HP bar count down, I prayed she could hold on for just one more turn, but with a final attack, Poppy slumped to the ground lifeless, thus ending her role in the run. It was a surprisingly emotional moment in the run, one that I must say I didn't expect. Poppy was only there because I caught her in Pinwheel Forest, and I didn't initially have an interest in using the water Pokemon. Unfortunately, after the loss, the team never quite felt the same, and after another fatal loss of Elizabeth later down the line, things started taking a turn for the worst. I should note at this point that the further you go through the game, the more grueling grinding becomes. It's a slow and tedious process, one not helped much by the mechanics of the game, and while you can use certain methods to gain more EXP via special encounters with Audino, the healing Pokemon of the region, it still wasn't easy. The new de facto partner to step up was the psychic Nomare, a Masharna, whom, again if it was a casual run, I never would have dreamed of using them. Alas, she too became a vital part of the team, and after deposing the sinister Team Plasma from their pop-up castle, trust me in context that makes sense, I set my sights on the Elite Four. After more tedious grinding, I took my first steps into the chamber of the Pokemon League, strategising as to who I should fight first, as the game gives you a choice. It's touches like this that made me fall in love with this game, but at the same time made me realise that this run would be a lot harder than I could have imagined. Even still, we knew that despite the losses along the way, we could seize the victory for ourselves. With a full team, we defeated the champion, basking in the glory of another run well done. At least, so you may think. I could have easily ended my run there, cut my losses, and chalked it up as another victory. But much like my leaf green run before, I was determined to finish the game in its entirety, post-game and all. So I scoured the land in search of the Team Plasma Sages, nearly got wiped out by a champion in hiding, and lost many others along the way. But nevertheless, I managed to summon a full complement of Pokemon in the final rematch against the Elite Four. Once you complete the game and obtain the National decks, the game will scale up the levels of the Pokemon that the Elite Four use, which in itself is a terrifying prospect. Coupled with the fact that they were in the high 70s, I was apprehensive. Nevertheless, with Excalibur by my side, we fought our way back up into the room of Alder the Champion, ready to face him one more time. The battle was intense, and by this point, I was down to three Pokemon. Excalibur the Embor, Levi the Gyarados, and Ra the Volcarona. It wasn't long until I whittled down his team to his Vanillox and sent out Excalibur. After hours of playing it to come down to this moment, Excalibur charged his flare blitz attack, ready to take down the devious ice cream cone. Again, context, made sense, and with the power of Hoppy and those he lost along the journey, the screen lit up in an orange glow before fading to black. After the battle, 
A fresh wind blew through my heart. Use this battle with me as a stepping stone and move forward. And with all the air's final words, my Nuzlocke challenge of Pokemon White had come to a dramatic end. It was an amazing feeling to finally succeed once more, but alas, a bittersweet victory. As silly as it sounds looking back on it, I was surprised that I managed to succeed given the close defeats that I nearly had. And yet, after all we went through, it's certainly a run I will never forget. Since this run, there have been a few others, from a glitched run of Pokemon Green to a failed mono-fighting run of Pokemon Omega Ruby. But that, dear listener, is a tale for another day. For now, all I would say is, if you haven't tried your hand at a Nuzlocke run, then I would wholeheartedly recommend it. So long as you remember to tailor it to a rule set you're comfortable with, that's all that matters. Have you tried a Nuzlocke run recently? Got any tips? Let us know on our website, chatsunami.com. But until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, remember Hoppy. <laughs>